0: Whoa, it's before the episode, Eric. I wanted to give you all the special announcement that we are adding ad-free episodes to our Patreon offerings. No mid-rolls, just games and feelings goodness. This will be for all episodes going forward, including this episode, and we're going to start working on making ad-free for old episodes as well. You get it all in a handy RSS feed that you can add to your podcast player or listen on Patreon, and that's the same RSS player that you get replay bonus episodes. Ad-free, new episodes, and you get to support independent creators. What else do you need? All right, let's get to the show. Hello, gamers! Welcome to Games and Feelings, an advice show about playing games, being human, and dealing with the fact that those games will involve other humans. I'm your host and question keeper, Eric Silver, and the Lego set for video games that needs to exist next is Super Smash Brothers. If only so that I can collect all the minifigs and put them onto a fi- into a Lego Final Destination and have them fight each other. I think that would be really fun to have like a kajillion minifigs, all of my favorite Nintendo guys. Hey, Andy Ferret from Mom Can't Cook outside Xbox and Ox Venture. What Hi. video game Lego set should should exist next? Uh, Monkey
1: Island, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I didn't even have to think about it. It's Monkey Island, uh, the piratey point and click adventure from the 1990s. Oh, of course. They had a, one of those uh, Lego um, creation things that you could vote on. It was the scum bar from Monkey Island. And I oh. voted on it thinking, well, obviously everyone else will vote for this and it'll be on shop <laughs> shelves in like the next week or so.
0: Didn't, ma- didn't make the target. So pull your finger out, everyone. I feel like I need to have, if only for all the weapons you can put in the minifigs' hands, I feel like having an insult that you put in someone's hand to hold, like, a big, like, speech bubble, that's the move. They should need to have that. Yeah, that or... A rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle. As well. As well. The point and click yeah. is absolutely perfect. Hey, Luke Westaway from Mom Can't Cook, Outside Extra, and Ox Venture. Hey. What's a Lego set that you wish would exist for video games?
2: F-Zero, that's easy. But what I really want to talk about is why you would choose <laughs> Final Destination for your uh, like build. It's sure. probably the least ambitious Lego arena that you could... It's just flat.
0: Yeah, I, w- I thought that it would be more like a minifig set. And then they have various stages inside of it. I was also thinking of okay. one that could fit every single character on it. If we're thinking from a realistic
1: production standpoint, it will be the easiest one to get put into production and made. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, you've got, you're going to be pitching this to the Lego people. You're
1: going to be stood there in Billund in Denmark. Yeah. You know, they're not going to speak a word of English. You're not speaking a word of Danish. That's you're true. faced
2: by 20 to 30 stony-faced Lego executives.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "What have you got for us in Danish?"
0: Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, "All right, Corneria is really the answer that I want to give." However, I think final destination, and also just build. I think building all of the like the the panels that could go up and down. I was thinking about there being like some sort of track, like an invisible clear track to move. One all of the walks the... over to a rope pull on the wall, gives it a tug. No. <laughs>
1: You're in Lego jail now, I'm sorry.
0: No. You fall
1: into a pit full of Legos and you land on it and it hurts Hurts you.
0: <laughs> I'm now realizing I should just own action figures instead of whatever I was trying to make happen here on the, on the Legos. Because now I'm like, well, what if we could break the targets? And I'm like, Eric, you're just making 10 targets in Lego and that's not interesting.
2: Also, Lego Lego probably takes a dim view of sets that you're supposed to break. Mm. Probably. Do you remember crash test dummies, the toys? No. Well, they were the, they were that? toys and a band, weren't they? <laughs> Not the band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had a band and a toys, <laughs> and also in their spare time
1: they tested cards for safety. They were diff- okay. very
2: different IPs. Pretty sure it was all the same thing. It was a transmedia <laughs> experiment. Someone quickly. Also remember Crash Test Dummies the Toys, so that I don't feel like I hallucinated it. Because now the more I think about it, the more it seems like a, a deeply your, uncool toy line.
1: <laughs> Did your dad drag a tr- Crash Test Dummy home from work and
0: give it to you to play with, Luke? Is this what happened? <laughs>
2: yeah. Would you believe someone just left this three, behind
3: Sainsbury's? Two,
0: I got this one. at KB Toys, little Luke. You don't like it? I got it. It's the one near Look, the factory. The head pops right off. Yeah. Oh good, Jasper's here. Wonderful. Hey, dude! Hey, Uh, Jasper Cartwright (laughs) just put his quarter in and and slammed start. So now I can ask you this question, Jasper: If there was a Lego set inspired by video games that you wanted to exist next, what would it be? Ooh, God of War because that would be Ooh. I just want like a really
3: like oversized uh, world serpent that like oh. I can't keep in like one room of my house I have to build mm. it through multiple rooms in my house yes that's what cool. you're gonna say you want
1: a really violent Lego set
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to—I want to be able to like decapitate my Legos, and little bits of blood comes out of mm. their bodies. That's what Jasper. I want. Do you remember Crash Test Dummies, the toys? <laughs> uh, I, I do. Yes.
2: Right. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So they, yeah, yeah they're real. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. are. They were, It yeah. was a. It was a family of dummies, and they came in a toy car, mm-hmm. and the yep. what you did was ram the car hard into the wall, and all yep. of the dummies flew through the windshield, and the limbs popped off. There was uh, a cartoon, yep. right? Yeah, there was a cartoon. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened in the cartoon. I never watched the cartoon. I assume just they drove their car into a wall and they were all went through yeah. the windshield.
3: I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but I like I've worked in te- in like children's television for a number of years. As does my wife, work has worked in children's television for a number of years. Now knowing the amount of checks and stuff that goes into making a children's show, it yeah. is absolutely wild to me the kind of shows that we used to watch when we were kids. Oh, it was the Wild like, West. It was a yes. full. It was. It absolutely was the Wild West of tv like the cow and chicken like how was that allowed how was that allowed to exist absolutely ridiculous like just a truly horrific show the voices alone were are enough to give me now as an adult nightmares (laughs) sure gave me an appreciation of gargoyles that i've never been able to shake (laughs) how do
1: gargoyles maintain those abs when they're made of stone that's what i want to know
2: well chisels. um, yeah yeah, well there you go literally chiseled abs (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Eric, I believe you wanted to do your podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I like no. It's this. It's it's certainly this. Okay, because we we absolutely wanted you on. Andy and Luke, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you for having nice us. Having us. Yeah. Absolutely, I think that you've you two have dominated all of the various uh, games and or feelings that you can have mm-hmm. uh, through the various work that you do at Outside Extra and Outside Xbox and Oxventure and also um and also podcasting as you have with Mom Can't Cook. Yeah. So I feel like you're just you're here. You you're bringing the Triforce mm. of video games, tabletop RPGs, and also to having a podcast about something that's absolutely dumb. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, well, that's well most podcast. Actually. it's like the news, news here, and then the majority. Is if that. you watch
2: Disney Channel original movies a lot of times, they start to seem good, actually, because <laughs> there's very little time to watch anything else. Sure. And, and it's all relative, right? If you don't have time to watch Succession, because you have to watch A Ring of Endless Light <laughs> three times, then... You know, right. you're going to start to I, enjoy
1: a Ring of Endless Light. I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom because I had to watch First Kid, the movie in which <laughs> Sinbad <laughs> is a Secret Service agent who has to look after the president's son.
3: Wow, that <laughs> so, just kept going. That that yeah. description just kept getting a little bit more. It just, just more keeps, ba- yeah, just keeps escalating. Yeah. You should play yeah, Tears okay. of the Kingdom, though.
0: I don't know how I would feel about be having to choose like the NBA finals or luck of the Irish. And I even if I had a podcast about it, I would have to choose the actual NBA stuff. Yeah. Can I do both at the same time? The basketball is better in luck of the Irish. That's true. The NBA does not have uh, short guys dunking as much.
3: (laughs) Yeah, come at me, NBA. LeBron James (laughs) who? I'd love to see you fight LeBron James. I think that'd be fascinating. Fascinating. Why am I fighting LeBron James
2: now? Because she took heard. shots at basketball. That's exactly what, that's what I, I heard. I heard Andy say I could easily win against LeBron James in a street fight.
3: <laughs> Must we have trial by combat now? Yeah. If if basketball was to nominate a champion, Eric, am I wrong? Is there someone? No. That else... That's
0: why I like it so much. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's the fighting. That's how, right, I mean, well, you don't. Fighting.
3: Basketball isn't
2: isn't fighting. But to get on the team, you have to fight the captain and win.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? we've all seen sports Cyanics. anime for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I-, I learned everything I needed to know about volleyball from the High Q, so <laughs> I don't really need anything else. I think I'm set. Jasper, do you think it would have been a bad answer if I said Super Smash Brothers as a Lego set? Because Andy and Luke gave me a lot of guff about no, it before this. You've not given all the context, have you? Yeah. I think and that's when, an unfair. Uh,
3: assessment. I was what you say, I feel
2: Eric, like is that Jasper can listen back to this podcast and will hear <laughs> the detail that you so tactfully omitted just now. May which I is that.
3: Recount what this detail was,
2: please. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, according to Eric, it would be a good idea for all these Lego pieces to be in a set. Of final destination, the Super Smash Brothers level, which you'll remember, Jasper, is just a great big flat thing. Right. Not fun to build. Hard, hard mm. to find shelf space but for. But it would
0: hang. It has the cool stuff underneath. You're making a face
2: that says we've overreacted. <laughs> uh, no.
3: <laughs> uh, do you know what I'm gonna say? Do you know what I'm gonna say? I think both sides of this argument are dumb. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I just
0: want there to be a Donkey Kong, <laughs> actual minifig standing next to like a King K. Rule minifig. Is that enough to ask? A Samus minifig that turns into a ball. Is that okay? Is that okay with you guys? Well, you started with Donkey
2: Kong and King K. Rule, and now you've added. Samus, so we're, we'll...
0: That's called Super Smash Bros. I mean, I mean, if we, <laughs> if we that give you an inch, you'll Brothers take a mile, works.
2: Eric, and soon you'll want a little... <laughs> I don't know, a little... Little Mac. Ness. <laughs> yeah. From EarthBound. Little
3: Ness.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe I want 12 different Fire Emblem characters I can't tell the difference between. Yeah, I'll take them all. All of them just stuck, stuck together. Yeah. Just the hundreds and hundreds of other things they put in Smash Bros. See, what you're saying is my choice was good and you do want all those minifigs. That's what I'm hearing from everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. you know what, if it, if it means we can move on, I
3: take it all back <laughs> and it was, it was actually a good idea. And I'm sorry. I think it was maybe
0: the best idea
1: I've
3: ever heard. You know, no <laughs> I want to once question. again say both sides of this argument are dumb.
0: See, I told you, this was the <laughs> weird energy you guys brought. Before we started recording, both Andy and Luke were like, ah, I wish I was or was not playing so much Tears of the Kingdom right now. Yeah, and, oh, I, uh, I
3: feel exactly the same way. Uh, yeah. I'm sad that I'm not playing Tears of the Kingdom right now. So is Andy. Yeah. Eric, can we do an episode which is just us live live playing tears of the kingdom we don't even have to make that much noise we just sort of sit there and go "Ooh, that's a cool bit
1: sit there quietly it
3: just gives us an excuse to give like have an uninterrupted hour just be like occasional just little controller clicks yeah little like this. Clicks, clicks little clicks and clacks
0: i think that exists Perfect. that probably is already a twitch genre uh and we can work on it for sure uh, okay let's do the episode well uh then oh. first uh, let's start with the games that are giving us feelings, <laughs> folks. We we're not we don't have to talk about Tears of the Kingdom. It can be any game that you've been playing recently or games related stuff. Because here on Games and Feelings, any game is acceptable, whether we're talking about sports or puzzles or um, out throwing a frisbee to each other, uh, or tabletop RPGs, or board games, or wow. video games, any of that stuff. And all you have to do is talk about it and give an adjective to it, like you are making a live journal post. Okay, Broad Church, I love it. I have one. If I, if if people want me to start, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah um, go for it. this is a little bit related to any of the games that I'm playing. But the the feeling that I have is just, I think, some some unbridled joy that I have when I play video games uh, next to my wife. Amanda likes video games. Uh, she plays like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing and everything. But the majority of the time, I'm I'm doing whatever. I have a, the Switch plugged into our big TV, and she usually sits next to me. And then I start saying like the dumb video game phrases that you pick up. Over time, like for example, uh, whenever I play like a 3D Mario game, I always say "shine get," which of <laughs> course is from Super, is yes. <laughs> from Mario Sunshine. Wasn't yeah? Uh, wasn't that
2: the original like translation before the Western version actually got released? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Wow. And it's only reinforced because we watch GDQ together, and they use the original patches of Mario Sunshine, so they always say "shine get", shine, get. perpetually when we watch like hundred twenty shine runs. So Amanda ends up saying "shine get" quite a lot. Recently, when I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom, I you know when you're you're going in slow motion and you're shooting your bow, uh, I say a bunch of stuff that I used to when I played like first person shooters when I was in high school. Uh, I played a ton of Halo with my Xbox Live account with my brother, um, and something we. You, you know, there was a lot of boom headshot happening at the time, sure. mm. uh, which I do say now. And if, but I, I used to say like sniped all the time, and then my brother, who was very into like he would always say something a little bit different than that and then it would like this weird language would get stuck in my head. He would say snipped uh, (laughs) as a version of sniped and then I picked it up. This is like something that's been in my head since we were like 14. Mm. So now when I shoot like for example a moblin from 100 feet away in in super slow motion I I shout out snipped in my house and now Mm. Amanda says snipped about everything that I do. Like I come home and I put, like, chicken breasts in the fridge and she's, like, snipped. And I'm like, Amanda, you are saying this too much. But I, I deeply
1: enjoy it. I do that with, um, do you remember the Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare sniper mission um, all gillied up where you do the incredibly long range sniper shot at the end and your captain's like, oh, you'll have to account for the Coriolis effect. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I do anything that's like requires any amount of skill, I'm like, hmm, I'll need to account for the Coriolis effect (laughs) before I pour this milk into my
2: tea. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. My one of those is from uh, Basil, the Great Mouse Detective. There's a bit where he uh, is like doing his chemistry set uh, and he just holds it and very, very, very seriously says quietly under his breath, steady hand. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever I'm doing anything that, you know, any fine work like that, you
1: know. Have you considered accounting for the Coriolis effect?
2: um, Mm. No, but that might explain why all of my headshots are not snipped at all. It's not yeah. snipped,
3: yeah. Uh, okay, fine, everyone did one. Uh, the closest thing I can think of right off the top of my head is uh, it's actually from a movie, uh, but we, uh, me and my wife went to watch The Meg and had truly the best Hell time of yeah. our lives. Oh. And there's one bit where uh, it's right at the beginning of the movie and it just crashes, zooms in on Jason Statham's face and he goes, mm. what? And it's just like <laughs> the most aggressive Cockney what in the world. So now if we don't hear one another, we'll one of us will just turn around and go, what? <laughs>
0: like, really aggressive and really cockney, and it's we use it, again, way too much. <laughs> I want to give a recommendation just based off this, because I've been thinking about this lately. Jason Statham is a very good character NPC voice you should bring into your tabletop oh, RPG. F- yeah. He's perfect. In- incredible. Because you can apply it to any tough guy out there, and they'll be like, oh, I really love that voice. And you can be like, to myself, I'm like, yeah, all I did was start by saying, or right, I love, and then I said whatever I wanted to say, perfect. bing bang, boom, you got a character voice. You got a whole character. Yeah." yeah. Why,
1: you know, I live in East London, so pretty much everyone around here talks like that. anyway. Like, yeah. It's
2: just a <laughs> roiling mass of Jason Statham's when Andy opens the door.
1: It's just like a mess, a mess of what, 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 <laughs> yeah. what, 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 you what, what, you what, The prevalent accent <laughs> around here is, did you see
3: bullet train? Yes.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The accent that Aaron Taylor-Johnson has in bullet train, that's
3: that's, yeah. that's that's where I live. Amazing. It's just a cacophony of people calling each other pricks. Yeah, you're right, yeah, prick? yeah, exactly. Oh, hey. oh, you prick, come here.
0: I love the idea that it's like you walked outside and you aggroed like twenty NPCs who all say the same line to you at the same time. Oh yeah, you don't need to aggro them. You just need to sort of exist in their space <laughs> <laughs> enough no. that they see you and they have to like do their do their like welcome line at you and they're just like whoa, and you're just getting whoa. twenty warts all yeah. at the same time. Well, those are combat
1: yeah. barks. They're readying for combat. Yeah, <laughs> That's, they
0: pull they pull out a broadsword. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, do you, any you guys have games that are giving you feelings?
3: I have one. I it's annoying can't talk about it fully but I'll I will tease this much uh sure. the PlayStation showcase uh showed a trailer for a video my first ever video game that I'm properly in as a character Whoa. and my character was in the trailer Whoa. so I'm feeling triumphant cuz I spotted him at the end I was like <gasps> And I lost my mind, I was like, oh my god That's so cool, that's that's amazing
2: Are you NDA'd up to the eyeballs So you you can't tell Oh,
3: fully, yeah, 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 but I think that's close enough There's enough games that had cool dope trailers uh, To, you know for, For that not to be too much of a giveaway Plus also, this is like there's again, no spoilers to say, there are so many NPCs in these games, it would be wild if someone managed to deduce exactly who I was from this one little bit of information that I've given, and if you do don't put it online, because I'll get fucked up by <laughs> <company>. <laughs> So if so even if you manage to work it oh, out super exciting. don't tell anyone
0: <laughs> i can't believe you're spider-man that's crazy yeah yeah. no that would be i'm the
3: symbiote or something that would be it's like a legitimately <laughs> yeah. huge role well, or you, you think you're you think you're
1: spider-man but you're actually been cast as uncle ben and you're like oh yeah. damn so close that's why i didn't have that many lines it's not okay. even in
0: this game no how do they trick me you don't yeah. get
1: many lines but you do get the most important one the line yeah because yeah, exactly. what i think we need is to see uncle ben dying again i don't think we've seen it enough in yeah Spider-Man i'd like either. to see
2: it in super slow motion
1: <laughs> i like a
0: camera mode for it (laughs) so I can zoom in. (laughs) Really take my time. Can I get this in 40k, please? I need it. I need it to be just as weird and shiny as the Spider-Man symbiote uh, suit. Just a really weird and shiny Uncle Ben would be really helpful for me.
2: How does Uncle Ben canonically die? I know he's died like slightly different ways, but like what does everyone think is... If I said to you, how did Uncle Ben die? He got shot by a robber.
3: Oh no, he got shot by a criminal... Uh, just like a nondescript criminal, I think. Uh, he was just doing a bad. A guy who Spider-Man didn't stop earlier that evening. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's then the important Then later part. shoots Uncle like, Ben.
0: Yeah, like in the middle of a mugging. Yeah. 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 Like he had to. He had to have been shot, uh, with a gun by a by a bad yeah. man. I think okay. <laughs> he was. He didn't <laughs> stop down. him
1: because he was too busy wrestling Macho
3: Man Randy Savage. <laughs> yes. And then later, the tragedy occurred. I think it would be better if he was swatted by a huge. Fly swatter, you know, sort of like an arch nemesis of a spider. I thought you meant like he was live <laughs>
1: live streaming,
3: and they sent a SWAT team to his house. <laughs> <laughs> but that is truly that shows the age that we are living in. That swatter yeah. goes that doesn't actually mean a fly swatter anymore. It means sending police round to a Twitch streamer's house. <laughs> well, yeah, Uncle Ben he's on on
1: Twitch
0: streaming a lot, isn't he? And Look, he's got they, his enemies out there. They have
2: to keep the Marvel canon fresh
0: for the youth. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Is in the Twitch like mods. That, that's mm. what mods are for. It right? says
3: it every. It, it, it says that line every single time he gets a tip uh, <laughs> on, on on Twitch. I think that's the. That's the
0: oh, one. all right, gamers. I'm going to start playing the new Call of Duty game. This one goes out to my nephew Peter. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> oh, I'm getting snipped. Oh <laughs> well, no, they accounted for the coriolis
3: effect. What? I'm getting snipped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is what I get for being vulnerable on this show. It's being shown to me.
2: Well, I have been playing just nonstop Tears of the Kingdom. I hope that's okay. It feels a bit it feels a bit basic. Um, for sure. Because it's, you know, it's so... being It's being universally enjoyed by absolutely everyone. Isn't this that? is
1: embarrassing is... for you, Luke. It's actually pronounced Tears of the Kingdom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. The feeling I'm feeling is humiliation because I've been saying Tears of the Kingdom wrong all this time. <laughs> Well, the feeling I've been feeling when I play Tears of the Kingdom is, you know, honestly, if I'm being completely real, impatience. Because Mm. I I desperately want to just, like, settle into the game and play it at my own rhythm and just, like, sit back and and enjoy it. But I have uh, professional pressures that mean I need a late game save in the next couple of weeks. So whenever Mm. there's a sort of cutscene that I've kind of seen before, I'm like... Let's, can we whip through this? <laughs> can we move Zelda? this along, can, please? Can we move this along? Yeah, I have found myself sort of shouting at the screen a few times. I, I don't want to give like drop any spoilers or anything particularly, but I, I think this is vague enough that it, it won't count. But I was watching a cutscene where they were talking about an ancient evil, and they were like, <laughs> we had only one option left to us. And I shouted at the TV, oh, was it to seal it away? And they went, <laughs> to seal... Him away. (laughs) Okay, right. How original. Well done. Uh Oh, sealing away the ancient evil. That's a good idea. It tends to work. Mm.
0: Brilliant. Well done. They really do hide the skip cutscene button uh, in this particular Mm. game. I feel like I need to... I jam, like, the A, B, X, and Y. And I, I just, like... All of the tear, all of the scenes, all of the cutscenes are too slow for me because i because my brain is warped. I see you two are just trying to like skip through this masterpiece as quickly
2: as <laughs> possible.
1: <laughs> well, they want to trick you so you can't skip and you can enjoy their good story that they spent a long time on.
3: Yeah, move well, it around every time I can say as a voice actor who's just admitted to being in a big AAA game Please don't skip the cutscenes, we work really hard to make those <laughs>
0: that's, not, that's not what I mean in I'm saying like I
3: don't skip the cutscenes myself, I obviously I do But I'm just saying, you know, Jasper, as a general rule
0: When the cutscene stops being, so we had to seal it away I'll stop <laughs> skipping it When they don't give me the same one, just with with slightly different characters Then I'm like, oh no, I've seen this one before, it's fine I actually got it Um, But no, you have to jam like one of the face buttons and then you have to hit plus, which is- and they hide it, like you need to reveal it and then you have to hit plus. It's very confusing.
2: Just furiously mash your palm into the controller while screaming oaths.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jasper, can you make it easier for me to skip your work?
1: That would be super helpful. Just deliver your lines at 1.5 speed. (laughs) I'm
3: just just not in that many games, so it's pretty easy to skip my work currently. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean, uh,
3: one of the ways that I
2: genuinely enjoy voice actor work is by finding the audio rips on YouTube and listening to every line, like one after mm. the next. You do what?
0: Well, you know, because that's, that's psychotic. the
2: way you... <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, all right. Didn't expect to have to yeah, defend this position. Yeah, get him. him. Just stop
0: talking about my
2: shit. Get get it loose <laughs> instead. This is great. Okay, look. Here's the, <laughs> the the fact is that when you play a video game, a lot of the extremely good voice lines are hidden beneath music and other atmosphere and sound effects like clang and fun game yeah from the game so if you go on youtube (laughs) from the fun game if you go on youtube honestly go on youtube and be like i don't know (laughs) elden ring all ranny dialogue and just listen to it and it sounds really good elden ring is your example (laughs) yes all the
1: dialogue in elden ring is like welcome tarnished yeah I've got a worm Yes it's all
2: low close mic
1: muttering That in the game doesn't sound that impressive Go into the well and find my worm (laughs) Tarnished You want to listen to that on it's own Yeah that is what I like I can't imagine a worse example of a game To listen to the dialogue from
2: Look all I'll say is Just google Dark Souls 2 Titchy Gren or dialogue (laughs)
0: Video I had to download on LimeWire, <laughs> and then it, it might may, or yeah, may not tr- be
2: what I supposed. I tried to, be. to get the Blue album, but it was <laughs> Titchy Graham MP3s.
1: I think I saw Titchy Graham at All Points e- East Festival.
0: Titchy really <laughs> Graham worked on that one on the Gray album, which matched up Jay Z and the Beatles. Yeah, uh, that, he was uh-huh. really good at that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, the thing that I've been playing recently is uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, hey. which is really good, actually, surprisingly good. Um, I, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I did. But what it's been making me feel is uh, guilty because I'm going to be DMing my first game of anything ever next week. And oh, yeah, dude. like all first time DMs, I feel like I'm massively underprepared, even though I'm probably fairly obviously massively overprepared. But I feel like I could be preparing more. I, I, I just want
3: to jump in real quickly and say that that is not a first-time GM problem. That is an every-time GM problem, <laughs> right. uh, especially okay. if you're doing it for a something. Like yeah. yes. from my home games, I can park that feeling. But if I'm doing it for something, I'm like, I will, I will always feel exactly that feeling of like mm-hmm. I haven't done enough, and then I'll get in there and go, I've done too much. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: every time. I can tell, I can tell it's going to happen. But also, I'm like, hmm. I could have like thirty or forty more named NPCs ready. I was, to go.
2: I was going to say, is your is the thing that makes you feel comfortable being on fantasy name generator generating even more <laughs> NPC names? Because that's yes. that's the thing that eases my nerves.
3: The funniest thing is that you make all those lists of fantasy names and then I get halfway through and I go, Where did I put that list? Where did I put somewhere <laughs> in and this then, huge And then and then I doc. just go, Okay, is Jeff. Uh yeah. but spelt with a G. So, you know. J. Fantasy. Pretty fantasy-ish And an yeah. E on pretty the pretty end fantasy p-
0: Potentially how many, how many E's How many F's Are the word Jeff yeah. As many as you Would spell
2: it with <laughs> The only limit Is your imagination
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Roll the D12 you have, si- you have six e-tokens, six f-tokens, and you can distribute it how they wish, but if you want any more, they will count against your HP. And you can
3: add as many G- f-tokens to anyone's name as you wish.
0: I would like to expend two
1: PowerPoints and get three additional f <laughs> okay.
2: The thing that makes me feel um, uh, uh, guilty before doing some GMing in that way is if I watch or am enjoying something that's out of genre for the game that I am about to run <laughs> yeah. because I, I feel like uh you know if you watch watching well we're we're what we're about to run is Deadlands you know if you're if you're watching a lot of westerns and stuff and you're kind of like soaking in that vibe I feel like you just pick up generally a load of little like aphorisms and idioms and kind of mm-hmm. slang and swears and stuff that sorts of feel appropriate i haven't um, watched any of the most recent succession series because it's not about cowboys yeah yeah <laughs> yes exactly yeah um so you know if it's if it's going to go. be if it's going to be dungeons and dragons or it's going to be blades in the dark yeah i feel pretty bad about yeah i don't know watching mandalorian yeah. or something i'm like oh no i'm going to be all My brain's all sci-fi
1: mode. I could watch Mandalorian Mm. because it's got Timothy Oliphant in it as a a marshal of a Western. Yes, and that is—that's one of the sort of the core pillars of a Western is having Timothy Oliphant in it as a marshal. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's how you know it's a Western.
0: (laughs) Maybe Walton Goggins is there, looking really Walton Goggins. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah. I heard Timothy Oliphant on a podcast the other
1: day, and he said um, that Walton Goggins is his favorite Hobbit name. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Correct. Correct, actually, yeah. It's it's now mine. As soon as you said that, I was like, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
1: <laughs> off to the shire with you, Walton Goggins.
3: That is filth Gogginses. Oh. Gogginses.
2: <laughs> Goggins. Pool of a
3: Goggins. Ah, <laughs> uh, you set us off, Eric. We can't be stopped. <laughs>
0: Hey, it's Eric, and I got dairy-free ice cream. I know you have been wanting it, and it tastes delicious. We're really going uh, above and beyond. It doesn't just, like, taste like weird soy stuff. They're using, like, you know, almond butter and sunflower seed butter. (laughs) It's good. It's really good. I promise. It's good. It's good. I know I'm saying it's good, so you think now it's not good, but it's good. A quick programming note at the top here, if folks have questions about how Jasper or I make actual play content like we do if we're joining the party of Three Black Halflings, please send those to me this week. You can do that on socials or on Discord or through the Games and Feelings question area, but we're recording an episode about that specific topic. Really want your questions about that. We have a really interesting guest who does a lot of like non-traditional actual play stuff. I think you're really going to like that. On top of that, you can support the wonderful independent content and join the Patreon at patreon.com slash gamesandfeelings. As I said at the top, we're doing ad-free episodes. No mid-rolls, to straight gaming content here. If you're into that and you also want the Patreon replays and all the other stuff we put up on there, you should enjoy it at patreon.com slash and Feelings. And shout out to producer level patrons, Polly Burge, Kelsey Duffy and Peyton, who are really, really appreciative that I got them dairy free ice cream. We're old. We can't process dairy. Come on. Come on. It is a great day in the neighborhood to try another show here at the Multitude Podcast Collective. Have you heard of spirits? Spirits is a history and comedy podcast focused on everything folklore, mythology, and the occult, told through a lens of feminism, queerness, and modern adulthood. Every week, mythology buff Julia and her childhood best friend Amanda get together to learn a different story from mythology and folklore over dranks. And that's everything from the mythological origins of major franchises like Lord of the Rings and Wonder Woman to modern urban legends to a roundup of werewolf stories from around the world. There is an episode that I have just planned that I'm very excited about and hopefully will come up soon on Spirits, so you got to check that stuff out. They have over 300 episodes, so you're going to find the episode that's going to be best for you. Dive in at spiritspodcast.com or search for Spirits wherever you download your podcasts. We are sponsored this week by Potion Slingers, a fantastic new deck-building strategy card game. Potion Slingers is Deck building with a twist. The decks are built while you play, and cards stick around until you use them, so you can stack and combine them to your heart's content, like a potion. Get it? It's super accessible for fans of multiplayer deck building and for new tabletop game players. I am addicted to Slay the Spire, so I'm very excited about this. All of the characters have their own play style, as well as a flip ability that upgrades when certain conditions are met. The game is wild and weird. Every single card is either an obtuse pun, an alchemy reference, a real deep cut. Or all of the above. I love this copy. Plus, the art is kind of a magical junkyard aesthetic. If you hear the phrase alt-weirdo and think, fuck yeah, dude, this is 100% for you. Check it out now. Go to potionslingers.com to see the cards for yourself and get yourself a copy. That's potionslingers.com. And now, back to the show. Not to open a whole Star Wars can of worms, but I feel like I store whenever I consume Star Wars content, it either incredibly makes me want like excited to run another piece of fiction, or it makes me despair for fiction and I don't want to do it at all. Like I feel like I I stayed away from running like our campaigns for join the party. Campaign 2 was like set in the real world and so was the our mini campaign afterwards because I was so frustrated by JJ Abrams in general and what he was doing with Star Wars and then my excitement of of doing a world again came back from and after watching Andor mm. which I guess me kind of like empowered me to like oh we can make a world where things are important and you can explore themes and have interesting conflicts like uh I I haven't played any of Jedi Survivor but like do you do you find that way from from Star Wars is like a towering Piece of IP that stretches in all directions, both literally and figuratively. I I think the story of Jedi Survivor is quite clever, but I think I think the problem with Star Wars is
1: it's got such kind of rigidity to it that it doesn't necessarily yeah. need to have because they they insist on setting everything during these time periods and these places where. There's stuff that's set in stone that has to happen or has happened already. And they're like, well, we're going to we're going to set it here, but they can't meet this person and they can't see this. And n- none of this stuff
2: can happen because yeah. these things are set in stone. It's like you don't have you don't have to do that. The only thing I don't like about Andor is that they're like, well, it's all leading up to him dying fairly pointlessly. Right. So look forward <laughs> to that. looking forward just to that blow happening. up.
0: It is weird that something that's so like empowering and, and emotional is is a is a TV series that's a prequel to a movie that's a prequel to <laughs> uh to movies that came out of a bunch of years ago. That that definitely hey, wiggles my brain a hey little. Hey Hey Eric. Bit.
3: Yeah. Every everyone's got layers. Everything's got layers, okay? Even <laughs> even parfait got layers. So just enjoy the layers, sit in them. Like, I, I, them. I
1: find it so weird that they feel like they have to like color in every gap in Star Wars. It's um yeah. I discovered recently I didn't know this, uh, but apparently it's, you know, common knowledge if you watch the um the animated series and stuff that Ahsoka Tano was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan like yes. during the prequel trilogies. Yes. And there are bits in the sort of the like the Clone Wars series where a scene from one of the prequel films will end and then Ahsoka Tano will like walk in and like, yeah, more yeah. scene will happen. It's just like, oh, well, yeah, we just didn't show you that in the prequel. She was there, though. She was just hanging out in the next room. Yeah, but... George Lucas and his camera leave the room and she
2: strolls in. <laughs> strolls and in, in and is like, okay, and now here's my goods. She's hiding from George Lucas and his
0: camera. It's a well, game so that they play. We, I mean, wouldn't be <laughs> I have never seen her and George Lucas in the same room at the same time. So, but yeah. The thing that winds me up about Star
2: Wars is increasingly i'm wondering if they managed to get any jedi at all with this order 66 because every single new piece of star wars fiction introduces one or more new jedi who cleverly Mm -hmm. survived the execution of every single jedi to the point where i think probably the balance has tipped and now more of them made it well you see so
1: many of these order 66 scenes where it's like execute order 66 and they're like on it, oh, shoot the Jedi. And you're like, you know that doesn't work. They've got a laser deflecting sword. Yeah, yeah. The whole plan is like the one stormtrooper in the room with them tries to shoot them. <laughs>
3: and that's that's it. That's the whole plan. <laughs> my problem with it is that a lot of it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, that's my problem. Get them, Jasper, Forget them. There we go. Said it. My
1: problem with Star Wars is it's not consistent what shooting a door lock does.
3: Oh, that's, <laughs> yes. It either yes. opens the door...
1: Or locks the door.
3: Or seals it
1: forever. <laughs> or seals it forever. Yeah. So why it you know, consistency please.
2: You put your intention into the trigger pull. You're oh, like, <laughs> Okay, that's
0: it.
1: Open it. You just have to and believe. Then you shoot. Yeah. yeah, The
2: force. The force interprets yeah. your will. The force Close it forever. The force knows which one you want. Yeah. Lower it slowly because ah. someone's running down the corridor. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna shoot this lock. Oh, it won't hold them for long. Okay. I guess. Not much of a lock. <laughs> Sure. I was I was having a fantastic conversation with somebody the other day we were talking about whether Darth Vader was evil and their defense was the defense that Darth Vader wasn't evil was but did did you see him choke anyone because I saw him put his hand up and someone somebody just started choking but we did we see it did he, did he put he, his hands on someone's throat he could have been raising his hands. He could have been raising his hand at an inopportune
2: yeah. time. And he then he had trying to remember the Heimlich maneuver going. While someone choked I- on a nut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. I did see him activate his lightsaber in front of a terrified child. And then it, but, but then did it did cut s- away. It I didn't see away. him murder the child. But
3: exactly. I think what we've established is that he was helping these kids out of the window, being like, go, run, be free, because yeah. clearly so many of them survived. So many of them like, got out. Also, moments so before that, so
2: Katano out. said, hey, Anakin, this is young Billy. He's desperate to see a lightsaber in person. Would you be so good <laughs> as to show him? Billy, it's a bit noisy, but don't be scared. Oh, here comes George. I'm
0: leaving the room. Yeah. And then... I feel like if you're yeah. in Soul Calibur 4, you are a bad person. <laughs> Correct. Like they knew. You wouldn't have gotten an invitation to the Soul Calibur tournament yeah, if you weren't enough. like very evil. Uh, <laughs> <So> uh Voldo. <laughs> yeah, Voldo. Yeah. <laughs> Voldo. 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 Joe
3: Voldo's the only character that I can use and every single time I play him with my friends they're just like, please don't fucking play as this guy he's so off-putting but he's
2: the only guy I can win with I mean, talk about great voice acting performances
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, they're truly horrific Talk about someone who would fit
0: into Elden Ring
3: yeah. Oh, fully
0: I don't know if it's worth playing with Voldo. It's like, yes, I'm good at fighting video games, but also now everyone knows I'm horny all the time, and I don't know if that's enough for me to tell to my my friends. Yeah, it's it's like every fight with Voldo just ends with the other person going,
1: "All right, all right, fine, you win. Just stop rubbing against my legs,
3: please. Stop fucking doing that thrust into my character's face and causing them emotional damage. Like, just stop." (laughs)
0: <laughs> the only fighting character in Soul Calibur that does psychic damage. Incredible. Yep.
3: Since you
2: said that Erica uh, just like my mind is just filling with all of the many 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 fighting games that very clearly indicate that everyone involved is horny. It's <laughs> 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 I would. I think I can't really think of any fighting games that don't indicate mm. that actually.
0: Uh, Falco increased. Fist.
3: Okay, too much. Okay,
0: sorry. Yeah. sorry no, it's fine. It's fine. Hey, do you guys want to answer some questions? Yes. Let's yeah, move yeah. it away from whatever we were talking about and yeah, answer yeah. some real advice questions. Okay. <laughs> As always, these are really advice questions from our listeners. You can always submit questions over the Games and Feelings website. This is a really easy uh, form, and we've been getting some really good questions lately. So I'm very excited to share this uh, with our guests and with Jasper. Uh, You ready, folks? Do you want one, uh, a tabletop RPG question first, or a board game question first?
2: Let's do board game first.
0: All right, board game. And like most most advice questions from, uh, what what do they call... um, uh, Agony ants, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Whether from most agony ants or from advice columns in Ask Abby, uh, really, this is a secretly a, a relationship question disguised as a board game question. Okay, nice. This yes, is from. Yes, you should
2: marry Mister Monopoly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's so not... got long left, and he's
2: very rich. <laughs> exactly, he's not a <laughs> kind man, but do it for your future. Do it for your elderly yeah. mother.
0: Uh, okay, this one is from. Is this your card? This question is about misunderstandings in games that affect who wins and the fact that playing games involves other people and usually has no referees. This question asker set up a very complicated situation about a board game that I don't know how to play, so I tried to summarize it. Basically, they were playing a board game with their younger brother, they're both adults, he's 19, question asker is 25, Um, and they get very competitive and usually they in this family, in their respective friend groups, are like the person who wins at games. Right. So this in this game, it involves predicting some number of rounds you win, and basically you need to write it down. Right. Uh, Or and there's like a bank. I guess like a banker who writes down all of the predictions. Um, Basically, question asker's brother predicted a number and asked question asker to to confirm it, and then they both thought that, that they had written down a different number. Right, And then once uh, he won, he was like, oh, my God, I got the number right. And then she was like, no, you didn't. And then showed it to him. And they were both very mad about the miscommunication. The problem was, is that I, the question asker, won won the game because of this. Now, I feel guilty for having gotten it wrong, but I'm also annoyed that he was so angry and didn't accept that either I or he had made an honest mistake. This didn't affect our relationship, which is usually great, but I'm just wondering what the best thing to do in cases like this would be. Should I have given him the points? Should he have been more chill? Should we have replayed the round? Any advice would be helpful. Go
3: straight for the Mm. throat, I'd say. I mean, he should
0: have been more chill.
3: Uh, uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) everyone should have been more chill in that situation, I I think. Um, I think that's...
0: Always good advice is everyone should be more chill. Yeah, yeah no. that's true. I th- The important detail, I mean, like, I wish that we weren't, like, games people, but I think the really important detail is, like, these two... Siblings seem to be the games people in their own lives, right. and now two titans of industry have come together playing a, a fun board game with their with their sibling, and now it kind of blew up. I also don't know if it was like around other people or anything, but still, it's like when you're the games person, and then there's another game. It's like an uh, it's a immovable object and an unstoppable force. Like, what do you what are you supposed to do? Like, I, I definitely feel the sympathy uh, for these people, where it's like uh, I don't know. I, of course I'm mad. I'm I'm good at this. I'm a I'm a
2: I'm a pretty big fan of uh, play the round again. Mm. The problem is is that you don't really like shake the bad vibes by doing that. And right. I know what you're thinking. Does this come back to the twenty twenty one Formula One World Driver Championship final race <laughs> between Lewis Hamilton and Max
3: Verstappen? Can't talk about it, can't think about yeah. it. And we'll have a nosebleed. W- What
0: what happened with that? Because I'm one of the 99% of people who doesn't pay attention to Formula 1.
2: Gosh, how to summarize? Okay, an incredibly... This is what made me think of it. An incredibly complicated... Uh, rules situation arose on like the
3: the last lap, yeah. Not just the, not like yeah.
2: midway through the race, or whatever. On like the yeah. last lap, the final race, the championship all year it was between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, and it, it all came down to the final race because they were completely tied on points. And Lewis Hamilton was in the lead. Uh, Max Verstappen was some way behind, with seemingly no way to make up the difference. Uh, then there was a safety car. There was a crash um, basically, and yeah, so yeah, they yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, when the safety car happens, people get bunched up. Together. Yes.
2: And when you get bunched up, it means you kind of have like a new opportunity because the distance between the cars like closes. So if you could, you can potentially sneak in an overtake that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to. Uh, however, there were loads of cars between Lewis and Max and it was like the final lap. And so it was like, well, OK, it seems that probably they'll just have to finish the race under the safety car and Lewis will win. Mm. Um, so what the uh, FIA, that who were like the governing body that control the race, decided to do um, was to... Let the lapped cars unlap themselves. I told you this was complicated. I don't know why I've got into this. So all,
3: basically, all the cars in between Max and uh, Lewis, so in between first and second place, because uh, Max was trying to catch up, whereas Lewis sure. has already overtaken all of these cars. They yeah. all got to basically drive past Lewis to rejoin the back of the of the the grid. No, I so understand. Yeah, there yes. was just clear space between Max. I'm just. This is also more yeah. for the people at home as well who just have no clue what F1 is. Yeah. Um, well, the, the,
2: the, but but here's the thing: they didn't allow all the uh, lap cars to unlap themselves because if they had done that there wouldn't be enough time left probably uh like in the racing. final lap of the race for any more racing to occur so they sort of right. bent the rules i guess broke the rules really they, they didn't they follow the rules yeah they, they broke the rules, rules. Then... Uh, they broke the rules uh in in a way that meant that max verstappen ended up on the final lap behind lewis hamilton on much fresher tires because of strategy decisions right. earlier and max verstappen very easily overtook uh, lewis and denied him his uh, longed for eighth world championship and and there was it was an enormous outcry and controversy in the sport because the rules were broken and uh they basically fluffed it and i you know yeah. just do the race again everyone goes back to the beginning we're all, you know we sorry we fluffed it let's do the race again
0: and this one's the real race I'm a hundred percent on board with this. I, this happens yeah. all the time. Is like the least you, if you're going to have a tough situation, the least you can do is say, "Yeah, we boofed it." Let's just do it over. I, I reset. We, no, we, there's reset. No, we. There is no way to, for this to be even for anyone. Just redo it. I'm honestly yeah. on board with that because mm. making a, making the wrong choice is worse.
2: Exactly, folks. You don't need to message me with all of the reasons why they couldn't restart the the race. I'm aware of the do it on rules. Gran Turismo. Yes, there you go. Yeah,
3: that's what they should have done. They should just done it in a computer game. Perfect. Let's yeah. take this to GT Seven, <laughs> or have a have a race on foot. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. got out. They get out the car and they just run to the finish line. Yeah, or, they do one or, lap
2: on foot. Yeah you have to you have to push your car around <laughs> your
3: car. that would take so long. That's so yeah. that's so big. <laughs> a true test of stamina and will.
0: I know we're also joking here, but I kind of love this idea that Andy's posing. If in this particular scenario, you could have resolved this by doing something else. Play rock paper scissors, Flip yeah. a coin. Like, take it out of your hands and do something else that's not the game. Layering a game on top of a game is mm. just as good as instead of trying to make a ruling of the game itself.
2: Whenever Andy's in a preview for a, a driving-based game, he always asks the question, can you get out of the car? Yeah, um, And all too often, the cowardly developers are forced to concede that no, you can't get out of the car. <laughs> and I say, well, then this interview is over.
1: I'm not interested in your game. Bye. There we go.
3: I think I, the one thing I can sympathise with our question asker, though, is the idea that their brother got, like, immediately annoyed and refused to acknowledge that there was possibly a mistake made. Right. I think that, like, even in the case of the F1, like, Red Bull couldn't have said, yeah, I mean that was fine, and just refused <laughs> to say that there may have been a little bit, you know what I mean, like, they'd have to be like, yeah we, we'll be in the conversation to talk about whether there was a mistake made you couldn't right. just be like, nope, nope, this is all fine we win, ha, ha ha bye bye bye, like, I feel like that's a shitty attitude to take, and I sympathize with that, because I think that even a scenario to, like, make a DD reference where you've got like two dms at a table maybe there's yeah. a D- one dm is playing and one dm is kind of sat as one of the players or you've got two dms that are players you know and you have a disagreement on a rule you have to be open to the idea of like well whoever is the dm it's their choice so you've got to be open right. to the idea that you may be it's just not going to be ruled this way so i'd say if you're truly a a, a proper gamer and a board gamer and you're the board game person in your group of friends, then you should be better at being more open (laughs) to the idea of being wrong. That's true. Because that's a part of playing games. You know, one of the problems, though, is that when you play a board game at home,
2: and this is true, especially true, I suppose, of board games rather than tabletop games, is there isn't a referee. So, I think that's what we need to... to, to
3: Employ a referee. Yes. There you
2: go. Snakes and Ladders should not be played without a member... a member from the governing body presence, present, present,
3: a, a neutral party present. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a parent, get one of your parents in. Uh, yeah, preferably your parent that doesn't have favourites, because obviously then that's not neutral. Mm, um, so no
0: so no parents which parents are supposed to are you yeah
3: that's out? true actually i don't think there are yeah okay so your parents are back. you get your grandparents and your grandparents i think will probably true. love you equally yeah, uh, yeah so maybe that's a good shout
1: yeah or someone else's grandparents who don't know you
3: yeah exactly yeah. i think yeah. just generally it should be a grand open the
2: door and the first person who walks past
3: your house <laughs> go on
2: craigslist and say <laughs> open-minded craigslist. person needed
3: open-minded person <laughs> must be over 60 yeah uh to referee board games fair judge of snakes
2: and ladders required mm. <laughs> and fair is underlined must be able to demonstrate
0: fair
3: attitude yeah. uh yeah. this is uh, yeah we, uh, what's the what's a good salary for this uh, person
0: i'm looking it up right now i think that uh, nba referees when you're an entry level for com- entry level referees compensation begins at $600 a game yeah. that's pretty
3: good yeah all right I mean, an expensive game night, that's honestly. Worth it. You know, now I'm yeah. thinking about it. It's an <laughs> expensive game night.
0: Oh, sorry. What? Well, it wasn't enough. We, if we just put the Craigslist ad, yeah. was fine. It's once we start putting money behind the idea, then it starts becoming too weird.
2: Well, I mean, the way the way this would work is that there would be a like a snakes and ladders governing body, and the players wouldn't pay the referees. So, if you want to play snakes and ladders with your sister, right. you wouldn't have to pay it. You would simply have to acquire sponsors for your for your <laughs> could you, token. Could
3: you imagine if? E- Every game had a different governing body. Every time you wanted to play it, you had to yeah, you had to like, get a license a from them, yeah. Yeah. you had to get a license. Like, oh, do you want to switch to Monopoly? Oh, okay. Let me just check the Monopoly. Call license. the, the Monopoly in... Commission.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got everyone has to wear shirts that say Gamer Fuel. On wow, it. yeah, you, <laughs> you need to get sponsored to yeah. uh, yeah.
3: by Prime, yeah. I guess, whilst you sit and play Monopoly. Yeah. Well, the Snakes and Ladders fees are getting so ridiculous now. That yeah. only exactly, you need a sponsor. And you know the
0: commission is crooked as well. Obviously, mm. it's a little snake. Oh, and then we're not even talking about international snakes and ladders. Oh man. Then, then yeah. we're getting into a yeah. whole different uh, bag of worms.
3: The problem is, there's loads of snakes at the top, but ladders aren't re- really are represented. It's partly to do with the fact that ladders have no intelligence. <laughs> but you know, we have to think about something here. Yeah, and
1: you can't you can't have cross uh, federation games against people who play chutes and ladders.
2: It's
3: like Oof, a whole
2: thing. No, no, no. We can't get into that. Exactly. Yeah. Different divisions, ideally.
0: There's a whole uh, push to make a shorter version of of Snakes and Ladders because Snakes and Ladders no one no one really watches Snakes and Ladders games who is under the age of 65. Yeah.
3: Sure. Sure. Completely. Yeah. That was a
0: cricket reference, did I get it right? Was that good? I don't know. I I honestly How like my I hate
3: cricket. <laughs> it's my least favourite sport. <laughs> no one watches cricket. What are you, 70? Dude, dude, the only... I'll be honest, the only time I've ever watched cricket is when I, it's sunny and all of my friends are like, do you want to basically sit in a field and what, and drink beer? And I go, yeah, and then there also happens to be a cricket game on. But then that's, it's a
2: trick. It's
3: cricket. So they've, that's exactly. They've, they've tricked yeah. me into it, but I still am sat in a field on a nice sunny day drinking beer, so ultimately it's fine. I forgot yeah. cricket yeah. exists
1: until you just said cricket.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, no one here likes it, honestly. It's, it's a fake thing. I need to stop thing. bringing it up. I'm the one who brings it up the most. It's yeah, on me. I You, you need to stop. Australians, they care about cricket. They really yeah. care about cricket. Okay,
0: I'll get some Australians on it, we'll talk about cricket There you instead. go,
3: yeah, perfect.
0: All right, I have a tabletop RPG question, and I think that three people who spend a lot of time performing it will definitely be able uh, to help, especially when you do characters uh, from, from different campaigns. This is from, uh, help, I'm covered in character blood. Uh, they, she, pronouns. I suffer from character bleed and vocal mimicry. I'm in two different campaigns that run every other week, and I've noticed even though my characters live on two different ends of the spectrum and are in two very different campaigns, I can tell their mannerisms, accents, and vibes are blending together. Any advice on keeping characters their own people instead of just the same person from different angles?
3: <laughs> yeah, this is a real this is a real thing. I have a I think approaching uh, or around 170 characters made on DND Beyond and I've used all of them in games like wow. like in like streams and stuff like that. So Whoa. I get I fully like I I feel like I'm just on a just a rotating spit of characters. So eventually I'm just going to come back around to the same character like I've only got so much creativity. But I think this is a very nuanced uh, problem. And I think it just kind of depends on how deep you want to go. Ultimately, I'd say as long as you're having fun, it doesn't really matter. But if you are kind of like, if it is something that you're like thinking about and is on your mind, try to give yourself just like a hook, like a really, really distinctive Mm. and clear hook for each character and make them different. So it's like... I want to avenge my dead brother. And the other one is like, you know, I want to accrue as much money as I possibly can. So there's like very different motivations. Mm. And just remember like, that's your starting point. And then if you feel like you're losing yourself, just kind of go back to that core motivation and sort of grow from there again. That Mm. will just give him a completely different accent.
1: Well, I was going to say, like, if you're doing voices for characters, um, I don't play many characters, but there's um, a character I infrequently play in Oxventure who is a sort of bumbling sort of page character. And the voice that I give this character, um, whose name is Chauncey, is there's no way you can be... My other character is like a kind of wannabe, suave pirate, bit of a jerk. And there's no way you can be like suave or charismatic when you're doing this voice, It's very much a kind of like, oh, no, I've fallen over and I've stubbed my toe and I fell in the well. And it's it's like it's all informed by the voice. It's like you can't be anything other than a sort of useless, bumbling idiot with that voice. Hey there, sweetheart. How are you doing?
3: You want to, you know, go get a pizza together? Oh, no, I dropped a pizza on my foot and now it's all burned. It is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work. It just
2: the voice just takes you by the hand and leads you down the sort of clumsy idiot route. I am not particularly skilled at doing uh, different voices and accents in tabletop games It's not one of my strong suits but when I am trying to like portray a character there's normally like a celebrity or some kind of fictional character or someone that I'm kind of drawing on and I just try and picture their face in my mind like very very big in my sort of mental theater you know so it's Ooh. like if it's a if it's a character who is basically like inspired by Ray Winston or whatever, I'll just be picturing Ray Winston's face enormously. Mm. So massive it blots out the sun and anything else I could possibly imagine. Uh, mm-hmm. while I'm, you know, doing the character.
3: Is he just telling you to gamble responsibly all the time? Is that, like, what's just on loop? <laughs> he it's is, yes.
2: It, it's it's for, a, for a character who is a responsible gambler.
3: <laughs> good. It's an
0: absolutely good. dynamite character. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah. also.
2: laughs> he's, really, he's really good fun. Yeah. He knows what his limits
1: are, and he stops when it stops being fun. Yeah, e, there we yeah, go. yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect. I, I wonder if the underlying, there's an underlying thing here about, like, character choices and vibes that I mm. think that they're missing, like, outside of just voices. I wonder if the question asks, who's covered in blood is putting a little bit too much pressure on themselves to like yeah. stop being themselves while well, remember this is a game and you're still yeah. you right like you you still make the choices that you want to make when you're playing tabletop RPGs i understand what you're trying to do in terms of vibes and well what is your goal what's your character want that's certainly something that can help dictate what you're doing but i wonder if it's like I mean, you're still you playing in two different campaigns and no one knows other than you that you're, these mm, two yeah. things are bleeding together. So, like, inherently, yeah, try different voices, but I just think maybe you're being a little bit too hard on yourself yeah. in terms of, like, trying to separate... I mean, you're not going to be able to spri- split your mind in two so so that you can hold two different magics at the same time. Like, you're still yourself. It,
3: is, it truly is a pursuit that you need to abandon, I think, pretty quickly, which is the idea that you're going to make a character that is so far removed from yourself that, like, yeah. you know, it, it, like, it's this otherworldly thing. Like, if you play an edgelord, it's just the edgy side of yourself. If you play a cute little country bumpkin, it's just the cute country bumpkin version of yourself. You yes. know what I mean? Like, I have 172 characters. All of them are just versions of me. You know, mm. I'm probably bordering on giving myself some sort of uh, issue, but, uh, you know, it's that's effectively all it is. It's just different versions of you, and that's okay, and it's fun. If I'm a professional and I'm allowed to get away with that shit, then you can definitely get away with it in a home game. (laughs) I think as well, like, it's a game
2: where we all use our imagination, right? I Mm. I sometimes think that too, especially if you're the GM, you worry too much about making your acting particularly good or that, like, is the ambiance right? Have I chosen the right background music that's, like, playing while this happens? Or, like, are the right figurines on Mm. the table? Do we have enough ephemera on the desk to sort of conjure a vibe and you sort of forget that like when you're on the other side of it when you're playing you don't need any of that stuff you sort of add reverb and growly voices in your imagination because everyone has a powerful imagination and that's why the game is possible in the first place it's the same conclusion don't worry about it too much Mm. i think it sounds like you're doing fine
0: do you do Mm. all of us here do you ever feel like you really need to like do something? like, really wild when you're doing something that's being recorded. I think that's always something is, like, wow, I'm competing against, like, the entire canon of movies, TV... Art, comics. While I'm doing Eric, an actual is this your play. way of telling us that we need to spice this podcast up? No, I don't. We're going to end the podcast after <laughs> someone this.
3: take a fucking swing, please,
0: please <laughs> have, have a heart f- take or something. No, I'm t- no, that's not what I'm saying. Luke. I mean, like you know, like now that actual play is an actual jo- like artistic genre, or yeah. at least a piece of like content. Like, do you ever feel like you need to do something that even if we're like playing pretend in a in a game, you're like, oh, I'm competing against like. Every character in a Scorsese movie or like every Wes Anderson movie or like every single, uh, all the cartoons and the comics that I love so deeply. And I feel like I end up putting that extra pressure on myself to make characters instead of just like, I'm going to do a goofy voice that makes everyone happy, even if it kind of sounds like me. I I just want to like seed this for this person who's putting a lot of pressure on themselves. It's like we put pressure on ourselves as well.
3: I feel like that with GMing a lot. With GMing I kind of feel like it's got to a point where there's so many actual plays and like you know some of them are like so many millions of hours long and you know like I kind of feel like if I'm going to do like a public actual play I feel like, I need to do something with it. You know what I mean? It needs to be something slightly spicy, different, original, you know, and I I, I think that's almost entirely necessary because otherwise, you know, you wouldn't have movies like The Meg if everyone felt that way. You know what I mean? (laughs) If everyone felt like, oh, I have to do something super original, then you wouldn't get great, terrible movies. Maybe there's a whole genre of actual play that we haven't discovered yet, which is great, shit actual play. And maybe I'll be responsible for it. (laughs) The
2: interesting thing about gming and dming on on this subject as well i think is that like the idea of tropes and cliches like when i'm planning a campaign i usually have a, a point where i feel well this is just one horrible tropey cliched mess that you know the players <laughs> when they're playing it are gonna go like <laughs> oh what like in jaws or whatever i'm just saying that <laughs> Meg. but you know yeah but the thing is In tabletop, you do need to lean more heavily on tropes and cliches, because you need everyone around the table to immediately sort of vibe with the thing that you're doing. Yes, you can't um, do weird Dutch angle, esoteric right, like exactly. art, yeah. art school DMing because no one will know no one will be able to you imagine. You walk into it. an indescribable room full of yeah, things yes, things you've yeah. never things, seen com- like, Completely
3: well, indescribable un- okay. like, you'd, you'd, you'd have to see it to believe it. Well, yeah. fuck me uh, An indes- <laughs>
2: inscrutable man walks up to you. There's nothing you can discern about him. He is a collection of colours and shapes
0: <laughs> you're looking at it from the side, and your and your view goes all the way around the man, breaking the plane in 360 degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: perfect. There you go. Just nice. do Interstellar, but without the visuals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and make it make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yep. like it would be actually impossible. You'd be like, the fuck? What do you mean? I'm inside a bookcase? Yeah. But why? And there's strings. Well, what? It's
2: beca- because t- time. Okay. Picture this. All there's like fractals, and they're sort <laughs> of like going around each other and sort of in each other a bit. And then Jason Statham headbutts a shark. Oh, no, yeah. Now, see, now we're back on track. <laughs> now we're back on track.
0: I think yeah. about that a lot about like, what, are, what do we have as game players and people to like, enhance that, like what you were saying, what you said about Dutch Angle's Luke, like kind of broke open this thing is like, well, what can we do to make something more interesting as a game? It's like, well, you get to play a game and you get to do all the fun things that games get to do. Like scoring points, making people feel good about their victories, setting things up and talking about things outside or like making someone leave the room if they end up getting thrown into a pit or something like there's plenty of little tricks you can do maybe to empower yourself that isn't just like acting you know like that's always the Mm. thing that gets me it's like i'm not acting i'm not an actor i'm just like playing pretend with my friends for fun and it just so happens to be recording. I think maybe that's something that the question asker can think about is like, yeah, act, but like, if you want to change your vibe up, like, bring bring dress differently. I don't know, bring different snacks. Like, so write everything out. Like, bring props. There, there's so many things you can do mm. that I think is outside of just performance.
2: Also, if you ever really need to add drama, all you have to do is wait for someone to describe what they want to do and then pause for a moment and say, uh, right, can you um yes, just explain that to me again. And then they'll think that they've come up with a bad idea and be very worried.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> Get Ooh. out of their heads. Get
2: Got out of out their heads. How about that? Hell yeah. You've just been manipulated you've just been mind freaked by the,
0: <laughs> by the best. Do something really cool and then scream mind freaked and run mm. out of the room and then you're set. <laughs> That's right. it. I mind mean, that's freak. a way we can spice up our games.
3: I'm gonna force my way onto Oxventure again, even if you guys don't want me back. And I'm gonna—I'm halfway which through the game. I'm do? just gonna get up and go, mind
1: freak! Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're playing in our Deadlands game.
3: Well, fuck yeah. Well, in which case, then see me in Deadlands because I'm gonna—I'm gonna shout mind, mind freaks friend. and we're gonna have to pause the episode. <laughs> pause the episode after that. So you know, best hope is towards the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> roll, roll d- as soon as you hit your first nat twenty, scream mind freaks.
3: Mind freaked! <laughs> (laughs) and then run out perfect Uh, everyone (laughs) takes
0: psychic damage as their mind is
3: freaked I'm literally making a note of this myself, so I remember to do it. <laughs> do it. it. Absolutely <laughs> do
0: it. Uh, incredible. Andy, Luke, thank you so much for spending time here over at the Games and Feelings Corral. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, you guys are making really great work out there. So thanks for lending some of your uh, your talent and energy and verve over here uh, uh, on Games and Feelings. It, it's been wonderful to have you.
3: Thank you so it's much. Been it's wonderful been wonderful to be here. Yeah, thank
0: you. Lovely
2: to be here. Sorry we were so mean to you about your Smash Brothers idea. It's good, actually. It
3: was it was fucking terrible. I to be fair, so <laughs> really, just like a t- shit idea. So Smash yeah. Brothers, Lego, Final Destination. What are you thinking?
0: I I wasn't. I was planning a podcast. It was stupid. I kick <laughs> a can. Down the street. Yeah.
3: Well, there we go. I'm glad that we've established that. We learn now. by doing. Just hang your head. Hang uh, your head, my
0: dude. Well, um, I guess I'll stop. I'll stop talking. If you guys want to plug something, I don't know, whatever, if, whatever where can people find I'm you? Sad. I'm too
2: sad. Yeah, we're all too no. sad to plug anything now. Uh, well, you can find Andy and I over on the YouTube channels Outside Xbox and Outside Extra, and since we've talked so much about tabletop, I think you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't Google OxVenture and find the YouTube channel where all of our actual play, D&D, Blades in the Dark, and soon Deadlands is is going to be. Uh, that is also in podcast form, so if you that search... That
3: also fucking sucks by the way just to clarify for everyone uh, yeah. i'm just gonna be super mean yeah. for the rest of the episode terrible yes. awful stuff it's really, um, yes. really it's bad, bad.
1: speaking it's... of awful stuff we also have a podcast where we yeah. review disney channel original movies called mom can't cook uh, mom yes. can't cook because it's american yeah. um check it out
0: find it on your podcatcher i have to say as someone who works professionally in podcasts i always say all podcasts are bad it's a really good podcast guys i really enjoy it it's it's a good it's a good mm. show Thanks it is much. fantastic it's the yeah. good one it's... Yeah, (laughs) and it it is what's keeping both of them from watching Succession, apparently, so you better listen to it. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Jasper, where can people find you on the internet, my man?
3: Uh, you can find all of my trash uh, over at JW underscore Cartwright. Uh, that's where I do all of my social media ring. Feel free to follow me there. Uh, you can also find me at uh, Three Black Halflings, uh, which is my uh, trashy show uh, where we play bad uh, actual play. And no, I'll be announcing that I'm in stuff soon. Like yeah. I'm in Deadlands and I'm in a video game, which just got a uh, thingy. So, you know, there'll be announcements. So Just buy every AAA video game. Yeah, and keep your ears. And eventually, you'll hear me, or or not, because I'm doing an accent. Are you doing all of Link's like? Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah it, that's, me. Now. that's, that's a, me that's me. Nice. that's
1: huge man congrats yeah
3: you yeah well there we go i'm link uh <laughs> wait until wait until the bros of the internet find out that link's being voiced by a brown guy i'm sure it'll go down <laughs> yeah. fine
0: no they'll be totally cool about it jasper i don't know what you're talking about also and you can find me as craven the hunter i'm super excited to be working on Spider-Man 2 uh i <laughs> love being a hunter i love being craven it's my it's my shit you're so, gonna get uh, that yeah.
2: spider-man craven
3: <laughs> Go get him. You'll get him.
1: i'm actually voicing the shark in the Meg, um, I,
3: I can exclusively announce. That's me. Oh, amazing. Could you give us a little flavor of what that sounds like? Yeah.
1: Well, fuck off, Staph and <laughs> Bellend! Yeah,
3: there we oh, go. There go. Love it. And that's my, that's my uh, one line. What's amazing is you, you didn't actually even say that. You just stuck your mic out of the window and someone who walking past in the east end of London just happened to be saying that exact just phrase. just their NPC <laughs> box,
0: you know, the ambient dialogue exactly. You know. Sad stuff. Oh, I thought that the Meg uh the, the shark that played the Meg was Jaws's daughter, so I itched Nepo babies all the way down. Yeah, yeah, guys, yeah, I'm yeah sorry. that
3: makes a little sense. Actually, that tracks.
0: Um, listen, keep submitting questions to Games and Feelings. You've been y'all have been submitting really great questions lately. So please go to the website at gamesandfeelings.com and just uh click on the, the questions uh tab. It's really easy to do. You're all great. Andy, Luke, Jasper, you're all great. Thank you so much for being here. Right. And as always, I don't know if you guys knew because they uh, like when you open Open up, Tears of the Kingdom. There's no like thing inside, but the instruct, the, the, if there was an instruction manual, it doesn't have anything about feelings. <laughs> Games and Feelings is produced by Eric Silver and edited and mixed by Misha Stanley. The theme music is Return to French Toast Castle by Jeff Bryce. And the art was created by Jessica Boyd. Find transcripts for this episode and all episodes at our website, gamesandfeelings.com. Until next time, press X to enjoy the podcast.